0: Uh, Booker Toe, today's talk um, oops, um, today's talk is your Um, so again, Zah is yod we pick up at the bottom of Yod-Zaya set. where four, four lines from the bottom. We were talking about 13s in the Beit HaMikdash. This is to get us to the 13 Shofarot, which we will get to today. But first we talked about 13 frustrations, and then 13 Shulchanot. And these were the Shulchanot, they, you know, that they were different Shulchanot. Those that functioned for washing the innards, those that function for putting things down on them. Um, the Shulchan for the Lechem HaPanim. But that led to the to the discussion that in the time of Shlomo, he made 10 extra Shulchanot to the right and the left of the Shulchan of Moshe and now we are going to talk about their exact placement so we took up four lines on the bottom Tani we is and this is a suggest paralleled in the Bavli in Menachot Mizrach the shochanot were aligned east-west uh, uh, remember the orientation of the Beit HaMikdash was east-west um Dive Dive Rebi that's what Rebbe says. Rebellia, uh Bey Rebi Shimono, Mert Safon Vidarome, North, South, Hayunu, Tunis. They were placed. So if quickly sort of just show that. The Shochanol we're talking about. Yeah, the Shochano. So this here is your micdash. let me draw it the other way so it corresponds to our actual way of orienting. Okay. North. South West okay, so, you know, this is the Hulam this is the whole thing, okay, anyway Kodesh Kadashim, okay, so um, and here is the Yiddish so here's the menorah, right, and here's the Shulchat right, okay, so that's basically what it was, and the, um, so the question is where did they line up the extra note? did they line them up north-south, like this? Mm-hmm. and then the menorah has a problem, if you line them up north-south then the Shulchan, the real shochan of Moshe, is not the northernmost. Okay, that was the question. Or did you line them up east-west? And that's the other opinion. So where do you line up the shochanot? So let's take a look. Okay. So Rabbi the Darom north-south. <laughs> Manda ma Rav Nicha. If you say east-west, it's good. They're all fit for service, meaning that they're all, uh, first of all, accessible. Second of all, they're all northernmost. Nothing is more north than the other. There was a debate before whether they put the bread on all the tables or just the one of Moshe. But certainly the one of Moshe is also to the north. Nothing is more north than it. So that's fine. Um, but marks But if you say it's north-south, so the shulchan of Moshe and nine of them actually, everyone other than the north and most, are not the northernmost and So that was the issue we raised yesterday. Rabbi Linder, would you just for me yes. indicate where are the shulchanot, so to speak, of the Beit Midrashayim? Oh, well, those are in the azarah. That's what Right here yeah. is. Here's the mizbe'a. Right. Here are two tuz- tuz- where they put in order to, to uh, bring you know when they were uh, when they were organizing the lint to be brought up right. and then they put the kelein and up here were the shochano right. That's the, right? the baby right? Waterhouse, right? Or meaning because north is where you would do the kachik kedushin would be at the north of the mizbe'a, so this would be like the busiest location. So anyway, they put those right. there. Okay, okay so would be eight, nine, ten. They have two here. Right, as I said, for the Yirechem Hapanim, 11-12, and this was 13. Okay? <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah. So, all right. So, any, so, if it's north-south, the, the shokan is not in the south. The menorah is the and the menorah is in the north. Now, who's talking about the menorah? Most people cross that line out. The, other, the only thing is is that it also says that Shlomo made 10 extra menorot. And the same question of how to align the Shochanot is how to align the menorot. So presumably if you align the Shokhanot north-south, you also align the Minerot north-south, and you would have the same problem. The Minorat would not be the southernmost, there would be minorads that would also be in the south. It would be or would be or would be northern to some of the minerot. Okay. Now let's try to continue to figure out which way they were oriented. The Hatani, did we not teach so the menorah, the the shulchan was halfway. Basically, the um, the uh, the uh, dimensions were this: this was twenty amot wide, forty amot long until you got to the kodesh production, plus another twenty amot here. Okay, and this says that it was halfway halfway in, so it's not counting the kodesh production. Okay, so this is your halfway mark. This is ten amot, and this is ten amot. So the Shochan was at the halfway point, starting at the halfway point. That's where the Shochan was. Okay? So they're on the inner half. And there was two and a half amot here between it and the wall. Why did you need a little space between it and the wall? The Shochan? Hmm
1: you walk around
0: it you have to get up to the other side in order to take out the Lecham Hapanim the way they did the Lecham Hapanim one column was on one side pushing the old one out Mm -hmm. and pushing the new one in and the other was on the other side pulling the old one out so you had to be on both sides okay so there's a little gap here it was from the halfway point and it was was on the inner half uh, of it and the menorah was equally situated um, opposite it um, on the south alright so that's how it was oriented obviously um, it was only two and a half amot. Here, there were no other you know, there were no other between it and the wall. Right? This obviously would have to assume it was east west and not north south. Okay. Um, okay. It's so the the altar was smack in the middle of the house it was divided the house halfway, so that was the halfway mark, presumably it was not only halfway this way, but it was also halfway this way, right? It was exactly at the center, yes? Is that clear? Meaning it was halfway from that, halfway from that. Um, they take out the phone. A little bit drawn t- towards the out, meaning, so if this is the line, and the shokan and the menorah are exactly half on the inside, this would be halfway, but it would pull, it would be pulled out, right? It was not in between the menorah and the shulchan, so it was a little bit removed. So there was a, a get, an open space between the menorah and the shulchan.
1: What,
0: what was done on that, say, yeah. Uh, the ketoret. Just the burning oh, of the ketoret. no, 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 no. no. There, remember also, this is all under a roof. From the ulam in, it's all under a roof, so you cannot be bringing animal sacrifices under a roof. Okay, you could, but it would not be good business. So this was ketorah which was done twice a day by the Kohen, uh, by the kohanim, once in the morning, once in the afternoon, and that would be the only thing brought there. And they would put the blood of the inner sacrifices, like on Yom Kippur, they put some blood on the corners. But basically, the only thing they would do would burn ketorah The azarah on the outside. The azarah is right. There's all this stuff around it. It's an open courtyard around it. <laughs> Alright,
1: um, <laughs> so that's the Mizbaha Zaha. That's the Mizbaha <laughs> Zaha.
0: Exactly. Okay, um, okay. So kulahon hayunatun mishri shabayas And everything was with a third into the house. So what do you mean a third? You just got through saying a half. So the biyoshami as it is want does not um, explain everything, but the Bali says, no, a third is if you met include the Kurdish Kadushim. So it was 20 amos in, right? You call it half. Well, it's halfway from this section, but if you look at the entire thing, including the Kosh production it's 60s or so it's a third. Okay. okay, so it's a third or a half, depending on how you count it. Um, okay, so now it says, um... Esamenu wrote, now, okay, Esamenu wrote, Asash Shlomo, now, uh, by the way, so before we go on, um, I want to just point out, so we have an explicit Brita that, supports, that it supports the idea of East-West, according to this Brita, right, it's very clear, the Shulchan was very close to the wall, there's no way to say North-South, the Ushami does not make any attempt to try to reconcile it according to the opinion of North-South, we even engage it. It just has a straight bright that clearly proves East West. So there's a very interesting comment here, both by the Korban Ada and by the Takhlin Kharatin. Uh, I'll read it here in the Takhlin Kharatin, the first uh, line here on Yurchadim Amaralif. He says, so he says this bright that obviously contradicts the north south approach. Which is really a nice way of pointing out the significant difference between the Ushami and the Badli. We don't try to Make ukintas and say, well, if I read it this way, I could be Miyashevitz. Look, clearly the evidence is one side. Let's move on. Okay? So there is a quite a stark difference between the Ushalmi and the Basli. Right. written by
1: Ravo <laughs> All
0: right. So now the mark continues. Okay. Now that we talked about the shulchanot, we're going to talk about the menorot and have a similar discussion. Eser menorot asah shlomo. He made ten additional menorot. Shenei ram v'yasis menorot zahav eser chimin shpatel v'yitain beihchal hashem yamin v'heymi smo five on the right, five on the left. Now what does it mean right and left? So again, if we're talking about the normal reference of normally we assume, as I mentioned before, a person is facing east. Mm-hmm. The phrase to orient yourself, the orient means to east, means to face yourself eastward, you face yourself towards the rising sun. That's why one of the words for east in the Torah is Hedma, Kedem in front of you. A word for south is Hemana, which is from Yamin, your right, because if this is east, your left is north and your right is and your right is south. So if that's what yamin and small means north south, assuming that you're oriented to the east and right and left is north and south, we've got the same problem we had before. Intemer chameshavet chamesh five north and five south. Below el then the menorah is not the southernmost. Sheneh mar vet menorah nocha chasuchan ayachamishranteimana and then there'll be five menorahs that are more southern than the menorah. So, so how do you reconcile it? Five on the right and five on the left of Moshe's menorah, but they are oriented east-west, not north-south. Nevertheless... The exact same debate by the Shulchan, the exact same even discussion. What does left and right mean? We're having by the the menorah. Even though Shlomo made these extra ones, they only lit the candles on Moshe's. They uses the singular. Then, as the as continues describing, as it's describing it, uses the singular and it says the menorah to to kindle in evening and every evening. No, there's another pasuk there in Devar Yomim as well, where it talks about the making of the menorah, and it actually there indicates um, that Shlomo's placing of the menorah that they would use all of them. Shemana. Shemar, that Hamenorah, Vineirotehen, Leva Aram, Hamishpat, Lifnei Hadvir, Zahav Sagor, Vaperch Vahaneirote, Vamealkachayim, Zahav Hu Michlot Zahav. That's the end of the pasuk. So it says they would they would they would uh, kindle them before the devir. The devir is the Kodesh Kodashi pure gold and the flower and the and the and the uh, lamps and the uh, tweezer, and the, 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 like the tweezers everything was the purest of gold so basically you have a contradiction in the psuchim whether it indicates whether it was only motions that was lit or were the other ones lit and this exactly is the debate of Amorayim, what they really did as we had the debate by the shulchan again it's quite shocking when you think of the idea that Shlomo made all of these extra vessels mm-hmm. um, again if you want to make some extra bowls or whatever you want to do something slightly different to the walls but it would seem so much from the Torah you know that the ex- Exact vessels and their placement. It's so precise about what the mikdash looks like. So number one, he adds the vessels, and number two, to think that now they actually began a whole other ritual of making more lechem upon him and lighting multiple menorahs. Obviously, you understand the inclination to try to underscore the puzzle that seems to be talking that it was only that menorah proper of Moshe that in practice they used. Yes, Charlie. Um, why
1: would that be surprising? The dimensions were larger. The, uh, the altar was larger. Uh, yeah, but, you know, I guess the sense is that
0: it's one thing to, like, make it at a different scale. It's another thing... Uh, yeah, I don't know. To me, it seems... It's all toasted. Yeah, I mean, to me, it seems that it's like, you know... To me... Uh, somehow, it seems like the exact Kaleem were very sort of central to, you know, to the... to to, to It wasn't like... Fundamentally, it was a structure, and you put various vessels inside. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, the whole Torah sort of starts with the vessel and works backwards, right? Starts with the arrow and starts with the vessel. Finally, eventually, you get to the structure. So it does seem to be a little bit different to do things at a different scale than it does to actually change those primary vessels. Anyway, what are you going to do? Shlomo did it. But you understand the inclination to say that they only used the one of Moshe.
1: You'll a
0: yeah. What did I say? Tweezers. Yeah, well, that's tweezers essentially the same. Tweezers are smaller. Bigger. What? A, tongs are bigger. <laughs> yeah, but the, uh, there you go. <laughs> no, but the melkachayim, <laughs> I think, what are for is, for for, for, like for the for the wicks. I think So that's why they're more oh, tweezer-like.
1: That's so nice. I think so. Yeah. yeah.
0: All right. Anyway, so all right. Now we're going to f- do something on this phrase, michlot zahav. What that means, like the purest of gold. So hein kilu zahavos Moshe. So in the gold that they use for this uh, for the menorahs. They made an end with the gold of Moshe, meaning it was like um, it was like you know so much more than the gold that was used um, in Moshe's minoroth I mean, obviously they made ten, but we're going to see even more than that. Let's take a look. Reb Yehuda Asi el of Kikarei Zahav. He took a thousand talents of gold, the and he put them into a, a furnace. Mosian, Al Echad, and he would burn out all the impurities, so he'd only be left with one. Now, <laughs> uh, I, I could that I could have really been pure gold? If you could burn out 999 parts out of a thousand of impurities, uh, but I, I,
1: actually that's. Well, the way that gold is refined
0: today. Yeah, but not with that proportion, right? Yeah, that's about right. What, nine hundred and ninety-nine parts?
1: Ordinarily inefficient process today. That's no,
0: no, 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 no. But if you have nine hundred, if you have a thousand units of metal, you'll be and you refine it to the purest gold. You'll be left with it's one gold, unit.
1: Gold ore, which isn't really an ore, is yes. probably about a thousand to one it
0: has very tiny oh but then you wouldn't call this gold you'd call this ore that has gold, gold in it gold ore maybe that's what they mean I don't know anyway that but that now you I understand, now understand the they phrase that they, end, that they like consumed all of the gold in the making of this mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. pure gold and to be pure you had to do everything to get out all the impurities Tanya with an Brahsa, I'm a Reb Yoshi Bei Reb Yihuda, Maisa bin B minorat Moshe Bami Bar, the Minorat that Moshe made, the Haisa Dinar Zaha and it was a dinar extra of gold weight <laughs> than it should have been. It wasn't. It was a little over card. Now that's fascinating. What does that mean? Moshe got it wrong. I mean, yeah, I don't right. even understand how it's describing the scenario. Maybe, second, this is what happened when Moshe made it. Uh, that they found out when they initially made it that it was an extra dinar. The They ran it through the furnace eighty times in order to get out the impurity. The chasra rakum, and they couldn't. They couldn't get. They couldn't boil it down. They couldn't get out that extra dinar worth. So if says Marcus that actually makes sense Yakum al-Barre Sagin. before it became pure it was a, it, it did not yet exist at its purest state so then every time you would put it in the furnace a lot would go away would burn away min do kaim al-barere once it existed at its purest state which is the way Moshe made it lochas or Clum. you could put it in the furnace a thousand times there's nothing left to burn away it's already the purest of gold so the furnace does not I mean obviously it depends on how I guess hot it is but the furnace does not burn away um, gold it only burns away impurities again though the idea that Moshe's menorah was a little bit over is quite strange Okay, so now we begin the uh, next one by the way I had forgotten yesterday I wanted to tell you we came up with this interesting word about a day or two ago in the Yerushalmi Dilma, which I told you was a Yerushalmi word for ma'aseh. Um, and I knew that there was an interesting Greek etymology to it, so I checked into it, and guess what? It comes from the Greek word drama.
1: So uh, the
0: Lamed and the Rage sort of interchange, but it's basically that Dilma is drama in the so it and that introduces a story. All right, let's take a look at the next Mishnah. Um, now we get to the reason we're talking about all these 13s or the reason it's in our mesechet, and that is for the issue of the Shofarot where they would put money Um, and this might not some of this is about shkalim, but as you've seen before we talked about sanctifying things and other types of issues that it's all a a lot of issues around money given to the Beis HaMikdash not limited to shkalim. There were 13 shofarot. Again, these shofarot are sort of pyramidal, uh, pyramidal, uh, uh boxes. Um, and therefore you put a thing in and then you can't, you know, stick in your hand and get anything out. It only has a very narrow opening at the, at the top. So kept people on it. There were 13 of them. The cost of a land, here's what was written on them. Taklin charetin, one that was written new shekel, for so this year's shekel. Taklin atikin, old shekel, for if you had to pay up last years and you, you, you were late. Kanin, one says Kanim, which is like birds. The gozle ola, gozle is also a bird, but type like chicks, ola chicks. So there was two things for birds. We'll talk about what that was used for um aseam, one for wood, if you wanted to make a donation in order to for, to put wood on the Mizbeach. Livona, um, the uh incense. Now this is actually quite fascinating that you are allowed to the Torah never says this. The Torah only says that if you wanted to give a free will sacrifice, right, you could give a shlamim or you give an Ola. and what can the olah be made out of according to the Made out of what can come from according to the beginning of the yikra? Cattle, sheep now and after Ola the immediate part afterwards is Mincha because in a way that's a type of an Ola although it's not all consumed but anyway out of flour well come along Chazal and they actually say there's two other types of sacrifices you could give as a free will sacrifice that's not even mentioned in the Torah one is a Minchas Nisachim, you could give the type of the mincha that would come with the korban, which would be a certain amount of wine and a certain amount of oil mixed with flour, different amounts for sheep and for cattle and so on. We discussed that before. You could donate one of those units, not any arbitrary amount, but one of those units to just be offered up straight away, not without, the, without any animal korban. And the other thing they say that you could bring is ketorah. Now, not you. You, know, you could offer the Torah would be brought. I got to tell you, if I had an option of what to bring, I mean, Torah seems lovely. You bring it in the inside of the, you know, of the of the hay, uh, of the heichal. It's uh, frankincense. So it's interesting that that would not be an option that a lot of people would go for. But interestingly, again, not it's probably expensive. Not in the Torah, but according to Chazal, this is an option for donating a korban um, or for bringing, I should say, a korban for bringing uh, a free will korban. Um, and here it was money that you could donate. I'll read it to you from the Rambam. He says like this, this is in Hilchos Maasek Korbanot. He says, So that's in the Torah. Ola okay. Mincha. Or you can just do the which normally in the Torah only comes with the Korbanot. When any one of the three that are mentioned in the Torah that comes either with the, with the ram or with the sheep or with the cow. Or even wine by itself. Olivo Nabi Snayatsmo. Oh Or you could do you could do just wine, just oil. Oh eight seem lema'racha and the sim we have. Now that's not a big kiddish. I mean, okay, they needed firewood, but the khiddish Ch- is that the eight sim are treated almost as a type of a korban. The nation who kick or and the Babli even has a question, whether when you would bring 18 that were donated as a nether, right, not that they used for communal funds to buy the, uh, to buy the firewood, but somebody donated it as a private nether, would you put salt on it? because it says how much would the wood actually be treated as a type of a korban so it is quite fascinating that Chazal understand that there's an expanded you know, range of opportunities to bring free will sacrifices not mentioned in the Torah and that's what this um, that's what this Ketoret is okay so you had Eitzin Ketoret um, so what are we up to four Um, uh, no we had we had two Shekels the two birds eightim and Levona that's six Zahav la kaporet, you could donate money that would go for the kaporet. Now we had this phrase before, which is quite bizarre. The kaporet was the cover of the aron. How, how much gold? Was, it was already made. How would you need any more gold? So the rishon try to say that this is a generic, and it really means for like the for the for the like the klishares, the klishares. Although it is funny that it calls it la kaporet. Okay, so that parochet gets you. It's
1: the same as parochet. No, parochet
0: is the curtain. Kaporet is the gold cover of the aron. So who needs more gold for the gold cover of the yard? It was already made. All right, so you're up to seven. And in and six for free will, which is going to mean olot, oh, the hema olot, as we talked before, right? That's called Keita Misbeach. When the misbeach wasn't, nobody was bringing any korbanot, you draw on these funds to bring these uh, free will olot, from money that was donated or other funds, in order that the mizbeach would always be busy. Now, now we're going to go back and discuss each one of these new shekel So each year's shekel, you would, you when you came to give your shekel, you put it in that, and then remember what would they do? They would empty that out, put it in the lishka in the room, and then they would three times a year remove the shekels from the lishka. And that would be the truma lishka. and that would be they would start applying it to the korbanot. Okay, so that would be for the shofarot. Um, Vatikin, old ones. Mishlohevi, stock. If you didn't bring last year, there would be what is it like tax amnesty? You could come ahead and give it this year, and that would be when you're paying up last year's shekel. I don't know if you could go back two or three years, but anyway, it would be last year's shekel. Kanim. Bird sacrifices, hain torin. Those are the, the older birds, the pigeons. The goslei olah, hain Those are the turtle doves, right? The two types of bird olot that the Torah um, allows for. Okay, kulam olot, and those would be olot. Even Rabbi Yehuda, basically, it's another type of a free will sacrifice. Maybe you want to give big birds, maybe you want to give small birds. Okay, but these are the olot, which are the you know these. This is one form of an olah, is to give it as birds. That's what Rabbi Yehuda said. kanim no. Echad Ola. Gozle Ola, Kuat Olo. No, the difference of having two different shofarot is if you put it in the word kanim, because kanim, by the way, does not mean older birds. Kanim is just a generic. It comes from the word kan, or cane, which means a, a nest. So cunning actually would be when very often in certain purification processes you would have to bring two birds. One for a chates, one for an ola. It happens a lot with a woman who's a zava or a yoledes. Um And therefore, um, he said that what you would do is you would just put the money in there and cunning would then be understood that any money that goes in would be split half for an ola, half for a chates, and then if you had to do this for your purification process, rather than having to go buy the birds and bring it to the Beit Stash, you'd put your money in the chauffeur, you'd go home, and they would make sure that they would use up that money each day and bring the appropriate number of sacrifices, and they would do it for whoever gave the money. You know, you, don't, you could have blanket intention. And therefore, that is how you would bring your obligatory sacrifices, not just free will, Is just by putting the money in. Um, so that's quite interesting that as opposed to animal corbonneau, which, you know, animals, they're all animals, whatever, Sheep and goats that you'd actually bring and give the animals. Here, you would just throw the money in, and you'd know that they take care of it by the end of the day. One for split the money, one for chattas, one for all. You have to assume that there was a fixed price for birds, right? Mm-hmm. Or else, how many pe- you don't know how many people have donated the money, but if there's a fixed price, then you just divide it into two and you're safe. Okay. Um, now, somebody says, Hooray, a lie I I'll obligate myself to bring wood to the base of mikdash. He can't give less than two um, you know, two logs. And if you're not give, and here we're talking about putting money in, so the, you have to give the value of two logs, enough money to buy two logs. Livona, if somebody says I accept upon myself to give frankincense, Lo cost me He can't give less than a hand breadth, that's the assumed minimum, and therefore that's the amount of money you have to put in that shofar. Zahab, I'll give gold. cost me dinar zahab. He can't give less than one gold dinar. Um, so that, that, a lot. that um, yeah it was certainly I don't know Charlie might know better I mean a dinar in Roman times was a, was a lot of money what would it be roughly $100 like something like that
1: was high, um, med- precious metals were much more rare back then so mm-hmm. there were, there, that was a lot of money back
0: then uh-huh, would you say more or less than $100 roughly speaking I would,
1: I would think it would be more more okay a modern equivalent. But, they, but the Romans also did the basic currency so uh-huh. Tim and I they exactly were
0: Okay. okay, all right, uh, so um okay, um she's now what was this generic nidava for? Nidava, mayu you, what would they do with all that money? Lokimba olot. they would take an ola, meaning again, a like an animal, uh you know, a an animal, whatever, a cow, a sheep, and they would bring it as an ola. Um, this would be called the Kei Tami for when like, nothing was being brought. Habasar Lushain, the meat would be for God, that's what you do by an Ola. the meat gets burnt on the altar. Ve'orot at least L'Konim would benefit from the leather. Now the reason it's pointing that out, that's always true by an Ola, is because it ties into this pasuk where they base it on. Ingado, this is the Medrash that Yehoyadah Ingado interpreted, which is quite fascinating having a Kohen Gadol like interpreting the Psukim. Um who of course Asham Asham La Hashem. It is an Asham, he has certain he has a you know he has totally sinned to God. So what does that mean? An asham normally means like a chatos And asham the owners eat. And then it says Asham Asham La Hashem. So Zakwa, this is the rule ashamah. If you one of, the, one of the monies that would go for the keitz hamizbeach, you might remember, is if you had an asham that let's say couldn't be used, the owners died, you'd wait till it got a mum, you'd you know you transfer the value, and the money would go for an ola for keitz bayak. or. If you had money, a chatas normally would be let die if it couldn't be used the animal itself. But let's say you had most archaeologists you set aside hundred dollars for a chatas and you sanctified it and you only needed to use eighty. What do you do with the leftover twenty dollars? So the law is most Goes for a case, goes for exactly this purpose, gets used in bringing the Ola. Now, that's a bizarre idea. The Kedush of Achatas or of an Asham gets transformed and is brought as an Ola. So, where do you learn it from? So, he learns it from this Pasuk that's talking about an Asham. Anything that's coming for a sin or for Achatas or an Asham, you bring an Ola with that money. So the, the 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 meat goes to God and the skin goes to the Kohanim. So that fulfills the pasuk. It's Hashem Hashem It gets it's all to God, but it's Hashem Hu. It's like a normal chatas or nasham that the Kohanim gets some benefit out of it. They get the skin. Nimsu k'ayamin Hashem LaHashem. Hashem LaKohen. The Omer and another pasuk which emphasizes now in that pasuk Hashem Hu Hashem You don't see so much the Kohanim aspect. Right. It's, you know, I tried to read it into the word Ashamhu like a normal chata. But in the next pasuk, you see the kohen aspect. The pasuk Nam and rub but in Malachim. So here you see the kesef of an asham and a Chattas goes to the Kohanim but the other public says it goes to Hashem so we bring an Ola and everybody gets a part of it so this is the idea that extra money of a Chattas and extra money of an asham or a transferred asham goes as an Ola I'll remind you by the way about this thing about Kohanim Darshanim Psukim that you might remember Way back in the first parak, where it spoke about the question about does a coin have to give a shekel, right? Everybody remember that question? Does a coin have to give a shekel? And it says M- uh, the coin would be darsh pasuk zela I'm trying to remember where. The, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to remember where that was. It's hard to forget that. Maybe it wasn't the first parak. Um, maybe it was. Hold on. Let me just see if I can find it. Mm, yes, it was on Gimelam Deved It was. So it's very interesting. In two times in one parak, you have the koanin, darshin, and you know, that are relevant to them. Okay, let's take a look now at the Gemara now remember Rabbi Huda said the shofar all went to Olo. he did not obviously if you have to bring a chattas bird you bring it but we did not have the money go in there and that we would just bring it for you the money in those two shofar wrote for birds would all be Olot not your obligatory chattas. and now we find out why he in principle rejects this again it's quite fascinating right this goes to the whole question about what were the actual facts Right, Rabbi Yehuda lived a good, you know, whatever it was, 100 years after Chorban Abayus. But he, he feels that in principle they couldn't have allowed it. So he's rejecting the idea that this actually happened because for him <laughs> oh. it would not have been acceptable in principle. Why would it not have been acceptable in principle for there to be a shofar for that money would be used for a chattas? What would happen if somebody put in money for the chattas, went home, and died? Okay, before they got to use that money. Mm-hmm. So now money of a chattas mesa is mixed up. Now, the same way a chatas Mesa you can't bring, money that's mixed up, you can't bring, and you can't bring there for anything, because you don't know which of the money is from the chatas Mesa. So you wouldn't be able to use any of your money. So he says, no, 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 we're not going to allow, if, if an Ola, the owner dies, fine, you can bring an Ola after the person is dead. So if it's, we're talking about a chatas, we're going to need the person to bring it him or herself and wait around to where are is it. We're not going to let them throw the money in and not know what happened to them. Okay, so therefore, in principle, I cannot accept that they use that money for, that, for a chatas. Um, None of the <laughs> principles of Bittel and Rove Right. And rove. So, generally by Bittel and Rove now Rebbe Huda generally says, but even the rabbis that disagree with Rebbe Huda say, So, yes, there's still in, in, you know, about whether Bittel and Rove can apply um, in this realm. He's obviously assuming not. That could be an answer. Another answer could be, you know, we're not Chosheish for those eventualities. You know, everybody has a Chazak of being alive. We don't, is it possible? Everything's possible. We're not going to be Chosheish for it. Okay, but he says, in principle, I can't accept this. Shema Tomut Achas mehen, one of the owners, not one of the birds. The Nimsu Mesos Mu and the money of a chathos, not that the chatas is dead, but that the owner is dead, is mixed up in all the rest of the money. So Mark says, Is it really true that he could say that they didn't do it? Didn't we teach in a braisa? Now the everybody switches to Girsah because we are talking about a chatas. Anybody says hare a it's free will and it's a ola. It is not a chatas. Okay, so therefore they switch the gears to rather than saying haisha amra to say haisha aleha leda oziva. Okay, they say that a woman who has an obligation to bring bird sacrifices, either she's, she just gave birth or she was a zava. Okay, so she has an obligation to bring a sacrifice. Nivia D mekan, or she brings Cain Actually, should be. she brings the money for two birds. The no nobody and she puts it in the shofar. They'll and she goes and she not that night, not not that day, but that night she can eat notes. She can assume that the money was used that day. Okay, why? The She doesn't have to be concerned maybe they were lazy and didn't use the money that was in that shofar. They ain't Okay, so so And the writer goes on to say or that the Kohen does not have to be concerned now that, um, that, that she died. She doesn't have to be concerned the Kohen didn't use the money. They will use up the money each day. And the Kohen doesn't have to be concerned that the people who put the money in died. So you see it's against Reb Yehuda. Now, I don't know why it's such a question. Reb Yehuda a tana. Fine, it's against him. The very fact that it has her putting money of a in a shofar, Reb Yehuda denied that they put the money of a the so this is going according to the approach that says they did use it for that, but this is now brought as not like Rabbi Yehuda. Number one, they put the money in the shofar, and number two, it says which is consistent with except putting the money in the shofar that you didn't have to be concerned that the owner would die. Yes.
1: Wasn't that the Tantevaley what um, they would take and women would come with a carpet and Right. right, right,
0: right, right, right. But that's not what we're afraid of here. And that's also because the women would hang around so that they would use this as, you know, um, you know, they would use it for, uh, um, you know, for immoral purposes, you know, in order to, in order to, uh, you know, get, you know, in order to the compromise religion. the women, to extort and com- right, and compromise the women. Here you'd put the money in and you'd leave. But right here you put the money in and you leave. I do wonder why, of all the things, do we say that you know you all other animal sacrifices you bring, and here you just throw the money in and you leave. I don't know why. Um, by the birds, I can, there could two interesting reasons suggest themselves. One is that birds were a lot you know cheaper, and it's you know, and also they're like make a mess over you if you try to carry them and you know it's a messy business I think with the birds more than the animals and it's just easier to just take your money and the animals maybe you know people have their flock and they would naturally bring one of their flock it was more their personal often not just something they bought another interesting thing is that a lot of the bird sacrifices are brought by women so you wonder is there an idea here that they're trying to get women to get out of the you know out of the way quicker just give them money and leave and we'll take care of it so I don't know but it's interesting why of all things (laughs) Um, so anyway so here you see it says, that they would put the money in. So, so um, now there's a question if this line, that the Kohen didn't have to be concerned, <coughs> is the line from the Breitza or is it the Gemara pointing it out? But either way, that's clear that you could just put the money of a in and you didn't have to worry. Not like Rabbi Yehuda. Mm-hmm. So but the Gemara we, says, why, yes... Why do we assume these Nidavot are, are, are alone, not Shlamim? Um, because a Stam Nizav I mean, you could bring a Shlamim, but if you just have these, like, you know, generic... So the, in a way, the Torah starts with olah. The first, the basic way of giving something is giving it fully. Right? The shlamim oh. is a more interesting type of a category. Mm-hmm. Uh, you partake, you're partake it. in it, and so on. So I, but yes, but this idea of just I'm just going to make a donation is like a, you give something over fully, and that in the korban would translate as an olah, which is interesting because there's a halacha that if somebody says Hare alai korban, guess what you bring? If you just say Hare alai korban, any guesses? You bring Southern a
1: what you would
0: sing an ola. you know what you bring you bring a you bring Katoras. because i'm just trying to find it in the rambam hold on because uh because da, 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 um, uh, uh let me just see quickly if i can find it but because katoras is the one thing that goes fully la hashem of anything that is burnt on a misbeya yeah, because well even because even, it's already off even the ola is what do you call it even the ola is the Kohanim you get the skin so, uh, it's quite fascinating. But anyway, the idea is, is that it goes really like, fully to God. Right. Okay. And they can't burn the bones. Good point. Okay. So the Gemara says, No, Ki Kam or Ki Kam, or when did Red Yudah say, I'm afraid that the money is mixed up? The Chazas Shemesu Bale and Vadai. If we know the owners died, then it's going to really be a problem. Okay. Now, the question is, what the heck do you mean? Reb Huda didn't just say his halacha if the owners died Rabbi is denying that they had a chauffeur for this purpose because he was concerned about the eventuality that somebody would die so it's not at all clear to me how they're trying to be miyashay Rabbi with this breita the simple sense is this breita is the anti-Rebi Huda position it says we do accept the money for a chathas and we're not concerned that the owners will die okay but anyway well, Joe, Joe pull up your foot you're pulling the wire Okay, so um, okay, but anyway, some some try to see that somehow it's saying that even Reb Yehuda is not concerned it will happen. He's only concerned when it happens. But if that's true, I don't understand why Reb Yehuda doesn't allow for there to be a chauffeur for a chattus. Anyway, now the Gemara says another point. The wait, 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 I got a solution. Sort of like Dove said, why don't we use why don't we use bittel? Well, why don't we use something else that we sometimes use? Particularly, we often use this pia zara that gets mixed up take four zoos, which is just a way of saying whatever the appropriate sum of money is, and throw it in the ocean, and say that that money was the money that got mixed that was from that owner that died. Okay, if we find out that an owner actually died, we're not going to do it every time, but if we find out an owner died, what about this as a solution? So Gemara says, that you can't do. The Edach uh, Listory and the rest of the money be permissible. The Hamrin and the Alma, Reb Yudah by breira. doesn't hold of breira. Now, I have to tell you that this is a very strange use of the phrase of Brera, mm-hmm. Uh Because breira normally, at least in the Bavli, means when you stipulate at the beginning and you let the future events define what you meant. So you'll say, I am not taking Trimus and Maestres from this pile of fruit. The fruit that I am taking is the the piece of the fruit that will be left over by tomorrow. Okay, so I'm making it clear now I'm doing the act, but what the content of that act is will be defined based on future events. That's Brayra. This is not Brayra. This is magic. This is basically saying, I'm going to take four zoos and assume that it's the four zoos that I want. Okay, that's not Breira. That's what the, the Babli sometimes called um, um, Amrinun, you know, will say, will conveniently say that uh, that these are the four Zuz, these, this is the money from the person who donated it who died. Um, anyway, the, the time we find that you can throw something away and pretend is when anyway, Bittl already worked. Bittl already worked, somehow it doesn't look right, and therefore sometimes, because I will say, take something and throw it out, once it already was effective based on bittal, okay? But just to say, just to say this automatically helps me find the one I was looking for, uh, <laughs> somebody told me about his, uh, he had a friend once who uh, wanted an umbrella, didn't have an umbrella. So he went over to the uh, Lost in found at the uh, at the MTA, you know, at the subway and said, I lost an umbrella. So the guy has like a thousand umbrellas. He took it and he says, is this it? He said, Yes! <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, like that, okay, so anyway, this is uh, this, so anyway, so obviously you won't say that here. Now, maybe again, the Yushami means, as Doe said, ditttle should work. And if Bittl, but we don't like the idea that there's money mixed up so we do this combined with Bittal as a way of as making it appear like we got rid of the money if it's already based on Bittal that's more understandable but it's quite fascinating that it uses this phrase Brava the bottom line is Rabbi Yehuda does not have a solution for this and because he does not have a solution for this he does not allow Chathas money to be placed in the shofar if you want to bring the Chathas you've got to bring it by yourself yes
1: why couldn't you take the coins and say Wherever the coins of that chassar were that died. Oh, that good question.
0: Because you can't you transfer say. the kedusha of a has, uh, of of from Mesa. Now, why you can't do it by coins? Because money normally you can transfer right. kedusha and that's so, so exactly on. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, do we give that? Why we give that status to the money? Um... I'll have you back that. That's a okay. good question. Because normally by money, there isn't an issue of transferring mm-hmm. the t-dusha. Um Okay. So let's take a look um, and now as the Mark continues. Reb Yotibay Rebibun, Amar Rebibabar Mamo, why? So he asked the quality question. Amar, Harei Alai, eight. If somebody said not, I will bring 18, but they said I will bring an eighth. So, maybe Geder Echad. So can you bring one, you know, one um, log? If you say 18 means two logs, if you said eights, could that mean one log? Or do we say no? There's no korban of wood that's less than one log, that's less than two logs. So, Amr must Lezer, Masnitsa Amra came. No, our, 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 our shows this. Why? She says, their korban bisneats atzmo, but their korban bisne-yat-mo. Our mission shows it. That each log is considered, has a status of being a korban. How do you know one log has a status of being a korban? To hide tamam, like we taught over there in Yoma. That when they would bring the wood on the mizbeach in the morning, they would always put new wood on the mizbeach. If you remember anybody learned those mishnaith in Yoma, we're talking about how you got 13 kohanim. To do all the different pieces of the process of bringing the tamid and you know the morning sacrifice, well, two of the kohanim would be given the job of bringing the wood. Each kohen would bring one log of wood. So if one kohen is putting one log of wood up, you see that it has the status of some ind- some independently significant type of a you know of a minimum offering, and therefore it is possible to give even just one log of wood. Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi Omer Uvian Amah be Amah be um Sochhekes. Their thickness of the, of the log is an ama, which is big, like a foot and a half thick. So, you know, really, you, you know, you're talking about a really thick log. By, and that's a loose ama, like, you know, an ama measured loosely, which means more than exactly an ama. Uh, ba'ama sochhekes. the, so, the are but their length is ba'ama giduma. That they're an ama long but they're actually a, a a miniature a midget ama so it's not really a full ama long which is funny that you call the width which is the shu, which is the longer one the width but okay the length but it's you know also it grows like a tree so width is defined by the way it grew the width is a little more than an ama and the length is less than an ama why is that so redhoni b'shem rebbe ami to mean to he says like a tortini now if you remember so um so, torchini is uh, explained to be a type of the arm used in a balance. So, he presumably is saying that it's not so thick. It's thinner, actually, because it's pretty it's bizarre. Yeah, so it's pretty bizarre. I mean, you know, the, 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 you know the, and it's pretty bizarre to be thinking about bringing a log that basically is like a square. Anyway, but now we're going to see why it's important to be less than an amas. Um, but the actual place where they would have the fire would only be an amma. Now that's pretty shocking, right? Because you normally assume you need a huge fire for all of the korbanot, but that would only be an amma al and therefore the wood can't be protruding outside of the actual square, which is do you know, which is where the fire where where the wood is burnt. So therefore, it has to be a little shorter than an amma. And that's why it was a a, a short ama. The tani came and we thought similarly. Ama ha the ama soveid, the ama karkov, the ama kranos, the ama So basically, the Yasod and the Sove we don't have to worry about That's sort of the different way in which. Right. So, the meaning of the Nisei up was sort of, this is like a side view. You know, first there was the Yisod, and then there was like, then it went in like this, and then it went like that, right? This is like a side view, and then the same thing down there, okay? So, that's, so, anyway, so this goes in an ama, this goes in an ama, you know, as you're going up, you know, that's the Yisod and the Savay. But here is where we care, because if you have an ama for the Kranot, and an ama for the, like, a uh, Karkot, which is an extra ama inside here, Right? So if you think about how that shrinks it, if you have one ama given to the chronos and one ama like a, some type of a walkway, right? So there's two in inset on each side, right? You see that? Two in set on each side. So if the center ama, if the center is one by one, and now we just said that there's a two extra on each side, the whole thing is five by five. So the whole, is that clear? Mm-hmm. Right? You know, you add, right, two here and two here, and five and five. So the whole surface of the Nizbeah it's 25 almost by 20? of the top is 25 by 25. But once you keep on going in, now it's not really five square, square, five by five. But it's really, it's really bigger than that because they had more in the mizbeach than just the uh, than just the wood pile. They had five different fires going on the mizbeach. It was a very large surface. It was not only the square. So it is strange why they're trying to quote all of this stuff because it's not, you know, <laughs> what I just showed is not yeah. really what it is. It's really much bigger than that. The surface it's big
1: enough to cook a scene. Right.
0: So actually, and if you look at other places, it's very clear, right, that the map was bigger. I mean, it started here basically like 32 by 32. So even after you've gone in an ama here, an ama, anyway, it's going to be much much bigger than than that. Mm. So really, what what is trying to prove by the korbanot? Maybe it's not trying to prove that that was what you're left with a surface area. Maybe it's just quoting that you know different things that are an ama. And one of the things that is an ama is the ma'aracha. But again, I don't get it. Even if you have a lot of surface space on the top, which you did, and you have the f- wood the wood pile is in ama by an ama, how much can you burn there given the korbanot? So I'm yes.
1: Oh the distinction between the Moshe broke and the and the one that
0: was actually in the Oh, they're talking about the one of Moshe? Yeah. Well why would that be relevant for somebody who's donating I don't know. It doesn't make any
1: sense. Yeah. Yes, the one of Moshe built was much, much smaller.
0: Yeah. I'm not <laughs> getting it. I'm not getting it. Alright, let's keep on going. Livona, now we get to Livona. Lo yif khlos me It has to be one hand rest. kan azkara. It says by the Lavona azkara. It says, um, by the Lechem hapanim. It says, So it says azkara by the Lavona used by the Lechem hapanim. Because that's what they would do by the Lechem hapanim. They would burn the Lavona, that, that they had little sort of, a, um, you know, spoons of Lavona on the Shulchan, one by each ma'aracha, one by each column, and they'd burn the Lavona. That would be sort of like the komis of the mincha. They'd burn that, and then the Kohanim would eat the bread. They would do that once a week. So by the Levona of the Lechem it says that it should be as a as a as a remembrance, and as and it says by. The mincha, the So it's the same idea, right? The kalmets, you take a hand breath of the mincha, and you put it on the altar, and you eat the rest of it. Also, there's a, it's basically bread, is what the mincha is. And by the lavona you take the, by the lechem uh, you take the lavona and you burn it, and you eat the lechem. And they're both called an azkara. So based on that, we will make, we will make an analogy, or we'll make a zera shavah. So, the same way by a mincha, the whole, the, the Askara is the komet, is the hand breath of the mincha. Even by the lechem upon him, it is melo it is a hand breath. So basically, it will be a handful of komets would be put in this spoon by each column. And each column you'd offer up a hand, and you'd offer up two of the, you know, the two spoons once a week. So that's the idea of a handbreadth of a comet of ketores, because okay. each column would be one keto, one comet based on this connection to the comets of the mincha. So they just
1: sat and ate the bread. No yes. No hummus. <laughs> 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 no, and then they, maybe, maybe they could eat it down. together
0: with the korbanot. They had a sandwich. No, whether the rabbis <laughs> could eat certain types of things together with it, there is some there's discussion about that. Yes, whether well, they're allowed to put on certain types of condiments. Uh, okay. Um, okay now Sumer says what Mars in comas in one minute by the Lechem upon him it's true it was one of levona per column but it was a total of two com- of two so why don't we say that the two is the minimum? why don't we say here two two is the minimum? So Amreb Ela du comet ella, now as you can see there's a whole question once again about Girsa. Um Ella will read it mean Now what's Minchas Chote talking about? Um, why the emphasis of Minchas Chote? But anyway, Ella mean mincha. Ma halan pasul, afkan pasul. So what the heck does this mean and why does it matter? So the same way by a mincha Cote, if you have a lacking comets, it's invalid. Um, if your comet's for the, for the comets, for the mincha. So here too, by the Lavona, if you have, if it's lacking and not a full comet, it's invalid. Now, first of all, how is that relevant to the question of one, of one, well, one comet well, versus two. two? Number two is, it's actually not so clear. There's some debate that, yes, it's true that the comets of a minch of its lacking is invalid, but according to some, the comets of the, of the, of the Lavona by Zelechan is not invalid. Anyway, the way, so as you can imagine, there's a lot of discussion how to read this. The way the Korban Ha'eda reads it is the following. He says, if it's invalid, he says, but one minute, let's take the following scenario let's say one of the two of the two is by the two columns one of them is missing a little bit is a little under a comet, and one of them is a little bit more so is it is the one that we say is invalid so we say the one that's missing is invalid ah he says this proves that each one is independent because if you looked at the two as one unit then anything that's missing here you could always ask well maybe there's extra here and we look at it combined so the fact that if it's missing it's invalid and we don't look at the other comets shows that each comet is independent and therefore that is a minimum korban the same way when each coain brought individually one log of aboard even though combined it was two we said one log is an acceptable minimum here too one comet of ketoret is a minimum Okay, let's do a little bit more Dave um, Lazona. So, um, okay, Amar Rebbe Yossi, Milfad Rebbe Ilah Amra. So, in the name of Rebbe Ilah says, Now, there's sometimes to give a Kohen Gadol. Okay, if you say, Who's Komet? Who's handbreath? That's not, an, that's not a fixed measure. So he says, You have to bring it in the handbreath of the cohen Gadol. Now, why the heck the Kohen Gadol? So, the actual interesting thing is, is that, according to the way a number of Mepharsim read this, it is the biggest Kohen not the Kohen no, the biggest Kohen. So if you don't know which Kohen is going to offer it up, and it has to be a hand breath, so you have to bring it based on the biggest Kohen. Okay, so Rabbi Chizkiyahu b'Shem Rabbi No, you can bring it based on your hand breath. And you can even bring it in the, comets, in the comets of yours, and it does not have to be based on the Kohen. Okay, we will... Oh, let's just read one more line here. The Havlo folks, if you say gold, it's not less than a dinar. That's if you say, I'm going to give gold coins. You allude to coins. There you go, Charlie, your whole point of coins. if you just generically say gold, maybe a few or you can even bring like a, uh, like a a needle of gold, a tiny amount, or donate an appropriate tiny amount. Okay, we will pick up what's in the Dove part tomorrow.
1: uh...
0: Let me-